0: Hey, this is Candace Payne, and you're listening to the Christian Music Guys podcast.
1: On today's episode, we sit down with Candace Payne. You might know Candace from her viral videos of Chewbacca Mom. Candace speaks at numerous conferences, she also is a podcaster. Welcome back to the Christian Music Guys podcast, the podcast for Christian music fans, by Christian music fans. Guys, you like french fries? Yes. A New York restaurant recently celebrated the National French Fry Day by selling a plate of french fries. Do you want to know how much they were? Uh, Cost or? The cost. The cost.
2: 25
1: Uh, cents. No. $1,000. Not quite. So the plate was certified the most expensive plate of French fries by the Guinness Book of World Records. $200 a plate. The restaurant in New York City was selling these fries. Serendipity 3 in Manhattan was selling these French fries for $200 on National Friday.
3: That's, that's the place that does the uh, $1,000 hot fudge Sunday.
1: Probably. Yeah, they do. But the fries uh, feature these ingredients, which, guys, if you know these ingredients, then more power to you. But Chipperbeck Potatoes, and I'm probably going to mess this word up because I don't know. Dom Perignon Champagne. Yeah. Uh, French I Champagne. Eat. uh. Vinegar, Arden vinegar, cage-free goose fat from France, grande g- giriande, truffle salt, truffle oil, crate. Okay, I was about to
2: say they better be truffle fries.
1: Crate Sinese pecorino Tartu Tartufello cheese. I don't know Tartufello I'm sure cheese.
3: You're you're nailing all those pronunciations.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And shaved black summer truffles from Italy, truffle butter. Uh, Organic grass-fed cream from Jersey Cows. And topped with 23-carat edible gold dust. I wonder how those tasted. Listen,
2: gross, honestly. It sounds weird.
3: Here's the only thing that upsets me about this. It's not even that they're $200 for a plate of fries. It's that they missed, if you will, a golden opportunity on naming the dish cash potatoes. I mean, that's literally, that's a that's a <laughs> gimme. That is a hand, That is a softball pitch
1: for marketing cash potatoes. Like,
3: come on.
1: Yeah, I just, at the end of the day, I just want the Idaho potatoes with salt. What's your all's favorite fast food, top three fast food, french fries? I think we talked about this on a podcast before, right? I don't know, but you know I what?
2: Mine did, I think mine is Wendy's.
3: Gross <laughs> Dude, on. I'm gonna go For me it's a toss up between Arby's curly fries or Rally's curly fries
1: They're both okay. good Okay
2: okay. I didn't know curly fries were a part I yes. thought regular
1: All fast food fries my, okay. okay my top three In no particular right. order is I mean When they're hot that's like a Krispy Kreme donut McDonald's french fries Rally's and Arby's is good, Jesse, but I'm going to go with, um, you know what, what their fries are good, but they're even better dipped in the gravy. Have you ever had Dairy Queen French fries? Underrated restaurant. I'm telling you the, the gravy it's that underrated. you get,
2: not.
1: I don't know the gravy that you get with those with that chicken basket. I dip my fries in it. Oh. see, but you're not judging
3: the fry, you're judging the fry and the gravy. That's not you. Got to go okay. just on the fry, though, the merit McDonald's of the fry. McDonald's
1: and low. rallies. I love rally fries. The
2: I do like Dairy Queen fries. However, in our area of um, living, <laughs> at any DQ that I have been around here has gone way downhill, mm, yeah. and they yeah. are disgusting just not good. Literally, the only thing you go to DQ for is a Blizzard. Chris, this
3: is awkward, because they're actually sponsoring our next episode.
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they need to do something in Little Kentucky about their locations. So, here's the secret.
3: Here's the thing with Dairy Queen. you got to go to a small town, where Dairy Queen is the only option, and that Dairy Queen is always amazing, because I was just in Appalachia last week. In the middle of nowhere, there were, like, three... Restaurants within 20 miles. One of them was a Dairy Queen, and it was the best Dairy Queen I've ever been to. But there, then again, it was the only option. So yeah. it had to be good. It, it was amazing.
4: Mm.
2: Yeah. Um, but I will say have you all ever been in the drive thru at a fast food restaurant, ordered a large French fry, and have them put the French fry? in a large cup instead of the french fry bin. no what because then you take the cup full of french fries and put it in your cup holder and you have the perfect perfect holder for your fries so you can continue Wait. driving do you eating do they do french that fries do they do that the if cup. you can ask they them? do that they will do it if you ask them yeah
1: this is a game changer bro why don't they just make
3: their fry holders like that? Why don't they just put everything in the cups?
1: Especially I know, if you know uh, what is it? Uh, oh, Five Guys don't they have circle cups they, for their French they fries? They do,
2: yeah, yeah. But Five Guys always overfills their. Yeah, guests. I was gonna say Jacob, so, you, you
3: might be French able fries. to fit the you might be able to fit the cup in there, but what about the pound and a half that's in the <laughs> bottom of the bag? Like, do <laughs> yeah. that literally. <laughs> now another good um, French fry. No, you're is... welcome for that secret. Oh, your yeah. Your
2: next, your next, uh, I'm doing it. That's
3: it. We're, d- I'm doing that.
2: Your next, uh, what's it called? Where you're, where you're, your next trip. <laughs> I don't know why my words are just losing today. <laughs> I'm just losing all of them.
3: Why my words are losing. Yeah. You're even not even <laughs> able to say that, dude. What's
2: going on?
1: Uh, um, but yes, it's awesome. Another good French fry is, um, uh, oh my gosh, it just slipped. mine. I do love me some Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A fries.
3: Chick-fil-A in their Chick-fil-A sauce is so good.
2: No, I like Chick-fil-A fries. But listen, listen, listen. Here's my here's my dirty little secret on Chick-fil-A fries. You get their ketchup packages, okay? They're the only place that has the ketchup packages to where they have the package to where you can squeeze oh, yeah. or dip. Oh, yeah. Okay. Squeeze. My wife, my wife makes fun of me for this. She, or what I'll do is I will pull the squeeze tab off and hold a, one of the fries and squeeze it on top of the fry and then take a bite. That is the only oh, way to eat a Chick-fil-A bro. fry. Like you a,
3: squeeze. Chris
2: is like, bro. We totally did. <laughs> it was
3: so good. You squeeze that Chick-fil-A Dang. ketchup on the fry. That's the only way to eat it.
2: The waffle fry, because it, it's a perfect carrot. Like it's like a perfect cradle for the ketchup. It's oh, the best. <laughs> He's got a word. And cradle. then Jess is, Jess always is like, That's gross, like, or not that's gross, but she was like, Why do you always have to open it that way? And she opens the dip part to dip it, and I'm like, No, that's the wrong way, yeah, that's the wrong way,
3: yeah, that's that's just that's chaos. We have controlled (laughs) ketchup environment on our Chick fil A fry, (laughs) really enjoyed our conversation with Candace. Um, getting to know the Chewbacca mom was so fun because I've laughed at that video with my family and with friends for so long it was really nice to uh, get to hear her story get to hear uh, what god did through that uh, video
4: all right today we have candace payne with us aka chewbacca mom candace thanks so much for taking time to be with us today
0: Hey, no worries. I'm excited that y'all asked me. Let's get to yeah. it. We're going to have some fun today.
4: <laughs> awesome, awesome. Well, something we like to do, Candice, before a guest comes on, we usually like to stalk them on social media a little bit. One, just to okay. see if they're a creeper, <laughs> uh, but also just to, sure. you know, gives us something sure. to talk about a little bit. We want people to explain uh, posts they make, I guess. And so the one that oh. uh, we were just, we were a little laughing over was recently you had put on... Um, the face that you your your go to face to ruin a photo.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
4: that that's a good one. Is that something that you do on purpose normally, or because my yeah. brother and I were talking about it, and I find the worst face I make in a camera is you know when you go to take a picture and the and selfie mode's up first, and you my just face, your face is always like I think hmm. that that that's the worst one, but I can't <laughs> replicate it. You know, if I could replicate that face.
0: No, I've always been doing that. For some reason, I'm like, "Mm, hi, it's just kind of something that I do. It's, it's, I think, growing up in a family of like four kids, and your mom's always like, okay, let's get a photo. And y'all need to remember, like, I'm a product of 80s and 90s. And so photos for us were click a weird sound like you're being beamed up (laughs) to the Star Trek Enterprise. Like ring, the flash would load, and then you'd hear winding green yeah. and so pictures were obnoxious back in the day like the fact that we're fully taking selfies and videos on every life event uh it's first of all, it's ridiculous, but <laughs> of course, I'm gonna have a go-to face to ruin every photo because well, I hate it when people take <laughs> you got one shot When, I when mean, people take know? photos
1: of you or you yeah, can leave background or whatever and you don't know people are taking photos and then you look at that photo and you're like, oh my gosh. Was that like oh breaking gosh. wind or something? Like you look, ter- you know, and I'm like, gosh, that's a terrible picture of me. <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah. Or they do that prank where they're like, hey, let's get a picture. And they're doing a video. Like I, those kind of people have a special place in my mind that they need to be all the time. Like separated from the rest of everybody else. Cause you're just rude when you're like, let's take a picture. And the whole time it's on video mode and you're like. Take it already. Okay. Yeah. And they're like, ha, 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 it was a video. And you're like, hey, <laughs> that was like funny in third grade, maybe, you know, but yeah. grow up, yeah, grow too. up, get an elevated not sense too. of humor at this point. I think maybe I'm mad about it because I fall for it every time. You know what I mean? I'm like, ah!
1: Yeah. <laughs> so Candice, yeah, right? uh, <laughs> video that I've seen, well, your, your very first, I guess, big viral video uh, that got you discovered... And has now been seen by over 300 million yeah. people, plus and counting. I know, and and so it's this video it's of good. you with the Star Wars mask, right. the famous Chewbacca, and um, it's been seen a, bit, a bazillion mm-hmm. times. And I was showing my kids yeah. the other day; they were asking who we were getting ready to talk to this week, and I showed them, and they were just like, "That woman is crazy!" and <laughs> I said, well, she's awesome. And, you know, we laugh. So can you just tell our listeners <laughs> yeah. how, did, like, yes. how did all that happen? How did, you know, <laughs> tell us the story behind that.
0: Well, there's a little synergy about recording your show today because I don't believe it's going to air today, but when it does, just know this behind the scenes today is the Chewbacca mom anniversary. six years ago today, awesome. I posted that video. Um, so it, It was May 19th and it, you know, I was just returning something at Kohl's. I had yoga pants that didn't fit because they were too big. And listen, nobody rejoices with me when I say that yoga pants were too big. Like we all need to pause there for a hot second and go, what? Yoga pants being too big? That alone is worth the story. The story could end there, but it didn't. I ended up getting some store credit. And I just was looking around the whole place and didn't find anything that I liked. And I thought, well, maybe I'll go look for my kids. My kids were five and six at the time. And so, you know, you go to the toy section and I bumped into something and it made this this huff and this puff and and, and like a little growl that Chewbacca normally makes. And I'm thinking to myself, well, it is lunchtime, but my stomach usually doesn't sound like that. Right. <laughs> yeah. um, and I look down and it's this toy mask and it's got a red sticker on it and do y'all know what the red sticker clearance means? like clearance we have yeah kids. clearance sale i want to just well i want to debunk that for everybody listening and you guys um it actually is like an approval stamp from god like you don't need to pray about it or anything you just go buy it you know what i mean you're like yes, my wife Lord, has the
4: same you. philosophy as you my wife has that same oh, philosophy that's a
1: specific
0: 100 percent. that's I, a
1: specific anointing
0: yeah, I sing the doxology up to the register with it, you know? I'm like, God we're gonna close out this worship service. Um, I found myself buying it though, and honestly, it was one of those just purchases that was impulsive for myself. And after a couple more errands, I basically had about thirty minutes and I thought, Hey, Facebook Live, it's a new thing out there. I'll just jump on there and see if any of my friends wanna see my new toy that I bought myself for my birthday week. And I'm telling you, before the night ended, after me just laughing four minutes with the stupid toy mask, you know, I say stupid affectionately. That's not (laughs) like an an insult here. Um, But I found myself having nearly a million views before I went to bed. And by the time that I woke up the next morning... It was anywhere between 23 to 24 million views. Um, And I had no less than like 15 voicemails from NPR, BBC, Good Morning America, James Corden. I mean, like some company in Ireland. I I have no clue who they are. Um, But I mean, like it it was just a whirlwind. And by the end of the weekend, um, that video actually is still in the Guinness World Book of Records for the most viral video view counts within 24 or 48 hours, excuse me. That's not like a movie trailer or something like that, but put out just by a person. So um, when we are talking, like, it just had its life of its own. It was absolutely crazy. And it was a whirlwind of just things that kind of happened after it. And, you know, the best part of any story is when you say, little did I know, (laughs) little did (laughs) I know. Um, Little did I know that I posted that video on the actor that plays Chewbacca, Peter Mayhew. It was his birthday. And so, I mean, like there was just kind of like this weird synergy about the entire thing that I couldn't ignore that this wasn't about to be just like a fun weekend or a week after posting a silly video. It felt very different that it was actually going to be like a catalyst for my family to change things like full of opportunity. And, you know, I mean, now I say this six years removed, and it it almost feels like you could throw a stone and hit somebody on the street that's had a viral video with TikTok, and and you know right. what I mean. Everybody mm-hmm. in the world's like, yeah, I got a million five views, and it's great, yeah. and all I was doing was spreading peanut butter. <laughs> and you're like, right, right that's awesome. yeah. <laughs> Um And so, I mean, like the, the the reality is, is we do live in a much more social media saturated world than we did six years ago. Uh, Facebook Live actually was only a live to all of its, um, users of Facebook for just a few weeks. Mm -hmm. I mean, they roll it out in these batches. And so I'd had it for about nine months. I didn't realize that not everybody else had. Mm. So for them, it was their first viral video for Facebook live, that platform in and of itself. Um and it still holds the records for the most viral video view counts on that one as well. I think it's up to 180 million. Let's see if the anniversary today people go back and watch it or share it. It might you get it a little again. bit higher. It it, it kind of just bumps up every year, but um yeah, it, it it definitely was a moment that I call a marked moment you, in my life. It was You met JJ Abrams it, yeah, over crazy. it too,
1: correct? Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. insane.
0: Yeah. Met J.J. Abrams. James Corden brought him on set to do like the opening of like a a mock uh, carpool karaoke to open up the show for the episode that I was on. And so, I mean, they didn't know. I mean, think about it. You're watching a viral video of a lady that you have no clue about. She's only laughing for four minutes, right? (laughs) Right. And now you're inviting her to, to memorize a couple of lines and hopefully nail them for the opening of your show. I I bet you James Corden was sweating in his britches that day thinking, what are we going to get with her? Um, Let's just invite JJ Abrams. Maybe it'll be successful, you know? Um, But it was like within about 10 minutes of being on set and running through the lines and just kind of doing all the backhand stuff um, or behind the scenes stuff. It was so obvious that they were shocked that wow she's a different person she has more layers she's she she's capable like this is going to be fun you know yeah. and so uh, it because of that it just felt like these opportunities just kept on opening you Do know you
1: still have the original mask that you used
0: oh yeah, yeah. of course of course yeah. I would be an idiot if I didn't <laughs> it has um, it has signatures on it. It has JJ Abrams, it has James Corden, and it has Peter Mayhew's autograph on it.
4: Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, pretty cool. You know, we, we bought one because of that video, and my son still has his too. So, and my, you yes. mean, my younger daughters are afraid of it. They take off running. So, um, but...
0: yeah, my my pugs hate it. Like, I have two pugs, and they're like, mm. no, ma'am.
4: Yeah. They just bark yeah. hours. It, it, it makes my son love the mask even more because it scares his sisters. So, yeah. Yeah,
0: Well, warm. you know, got a little antagonist there that you're raising. <laughs>
4: yeah,
0: yeah. I'll be praying for you upcoming days. We're going to have
4: a viral video in our family. It'll be him. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. So Candice, you've had a lot happen since then in your life and just ministry yeah. and opportunities you've had. What's something, what have you learned about making the most of those opportunities that God gives us? Uh, I'm a youth pastor and for the last few months with our youth group, we've been talking about uh, just the gifts that God gives us and the things that we would never imagine he would use um, just allowing him to have that space and, and being obedient to him. And, uh, and, you know, you don't have to be a great public speaker for God to use you. And we've, we've talked about these different things. So what would be your encouragement to others um, about you know, what you've experienced making the most out of those God-given opportunities?
0: Well, you know what? It depends on what kind of audience that you're talking to, because I mean, as far as somebody that's just in the world and and they're not in a faith community and they're like, what in the world was that? I mean, like I've stood on stages where I've been able to speak to an entire room and, and not just a room full, but we're talking like auditorium full of social media guru type people that they invent and code stuff that we're using Mm -hmm. right now. And one of the greatest things that I would say is completely rest in who you are, like, like live in your authentic self consistently um, and stay humble. Like there is, there's a beauty in knowing who you are and not apologizing for it. There's um, and, and seriously, like God created you incredibly uh, intricate with all the different things that you've grown up in your environment with how you've been raised. Mm -hmm. I mean, in the experiences that you've lived, I mean, like you are you for a reason and you've been known since before you were even born by him. So there's this real reality that when you walk in a room, you are enough, like who you are is enough. Mm. And I think that the big pull for anybody trying to see what do I do with an opportunity um, may pull against that, that string that says, I have to be more. I have to do more. I have to be better right now in this moment. Well, there's a, there's a grace on who you are in the present. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, I'm not going to know who I am in the future, but God does. It says that I'm seated with him in heavenly places already, you know? So he already knows the future version of Candace. I can rest confidently in who I am right now and what I'm doing in my life now with him. If I'm just being faithful, then I can walk in any room and go, this is an opportunity that I know that I fully am capable to live in. So if something's coming your way, just walk in the door, just walk in fully confident that God's doing what he needs to do in your life. And it's enough. Um, um, a lot of people <laughs> on the, you know, outside looking in could assume that from that viral video, now we have somebody opportunistic, right? Because oh my goodness, she wrote a book. Yeah. Wait a minute. Now she's on this show. Hold up. No, look hey. at her taking advantage of every opportunity and <laughs> kicking down some new doors. Um, the reality is, is I always love to point back to what really happened. What really happened behind the scenes is I turned off everything that had a notification the day the video went viral. I spent 45 minutes on my kitchen floor, crisscross applesauce with a moon pie in my hand, praying. And I just was like, God, if this is really you, um, I want to walk through every open door. And I mean, like, there's n- there's not been a knocking on a door for opportunity. There's not been a kicking it down, jiggling the handle. It's just been walking into places where God leads and doors that have been opened. And it is true that when, when God opens a door, man, nobody can shut it. You know what I mean? Like if it's an opportunity for him, you just go, you're like, let's get it. You know, why wouldn't you walk through that? So um, my husband came home that very day (laughs) and I remember just sitting with him and we'd had like Kohl's come to our house at that point. I'd done a local, Um, TV interview with my um channel eight here in Dallas, Fort Worth. And, and everybody left kids gone to bed. It's late at night. We've just suffered a whirlwind of crazy. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, I just remember burying my head in his chest and I was like, what is happening? <laughs> and he just said to me, he said, well, I can't, there's no denying that God's not moving. Like God's moving here. We've got to be a part of this. And so it just became clear that this was going to change things and we were going to walk authentically in who we were, what God created us to be, and we were going to do it with every open door. Um, okay, that's one part. I know this is a long answer to your question, <laughs>
1: hey, but I will it.
0: also I, I will also say this. All right, practical, very base level for anybody experiencing an opportunity or something that changes and you feel like I have a decision to be made. Um Do you know how a bamboo plant grows? Do you you know the story of, like, how it grows? Most 80% of its growth is done underneath the ground. And then we see these bamboo shoots. Like, that's Mm -hmm. the actual, like, that's why we call it a shoot is because we just see this massive growth and not just on one thing it like overtakes everything all of a sudden you've got to like chop it down you're like where did this come from it's because most of the growth has been done underneath the ground in the roots for 80 percent, and then we just get to see the shoot and I feel like what Chewbacca mom was was the world getting to see a shoot like they didn't see the years of growth that had been done in the privacy of my living room on my couch um They didn't see the moments that had happened where I was faithful in the small things, begging for God to move in my life, no matter if it didn't amount to a hill of beans to anybody else, but that I would just be faithful, you know. Um, So I would say this, too. Don't pine over the opportunity or the door to be open. Like most people spend half of their life that could be energy used to develop that 80 percent of the depths of who you are praying prayers that have no business being prayed. Like you're literally asking God for the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. Like instead of saying, give me opportunity, why don't you say, change my heart? Yeah. Right. Um, You know what I mean? Like there's just greater things to ask for, deeper depths to live than chasing after something that is like cotton candy and will go away in just a second the moment you taste it. I mean, one thing is guaranteed as Christians, we can taste and see that the Lord is good. I've tasted and I've seen that the world is, you know, I mean, like it's it's, the, the curtain's been pulled on the Wizard of Oz for me. I, I can see what, what fame really is. And it's just not attractive. And I think Christians are in a really weird space right now where we're, we are thinking that it is the pinnacle of God's blessing and his favor and his anointing is if you have fame attached to your calling and the reality is is there a much deeper depth to walk with the Lord that never never will afford a single person fame or popularity or platform.
1: Amen.
4: Awesome. That's that, yeah. Right on. I mean, I think that that's really good. And um yeah, you basically in in about 5 minutes preached everything I had done for the last 2 months with my youth group. So um, I'm wow. sure when they listen to this, they'll be like, they'll be like, Jesse, you could have done that so much faster. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um,
4: the one thing I didn't teach on, though, was, you know, you, you said something there uh, was um, praying with a moon pie. That's, uh, is mm, that, yeah. how, how's that, like, is that, have you seen that to be something God's used?
0: listen i love snacks and and conversations with jesus and uh i usually do have a lot like people just think you're supposed to pray before the meal Mm -mm, i pray during my meal we have a whole (laughs) long conversation while we eat together
1: that's awesome so candace you've you've written several books and and have several you know bible studies out there and your newest is you belong uh, Bob, or study DVD yeah. guy, can you tell our listeners about about you belong?
0: Oh, it was something that I felt was a beautiful transition um, from just telling my story of being Candace and like why I have joy. If if I'm going to see anything out in the rest of my days, let me just tell you something: you get kind of used to what your identity is when you have to figure out who you are in front of. 300 million people watching, you know? So um, I've done the good work of having a therapist and Jesus at the same time. I recommend it 10 out of 10. Everybody needs to do it. Um, It's so healthy. It's wonderful. But I will also say this though. One thing that I learned about my identity in the middle of all of this was I, I know now that I have an umbrella over me to live out the rest of my days. Every conversation, everything that I'm going to be doing ministry wise, every adventure is going to be under this umbrella of joy. And I see a deficit for people, especially people that say they have the hope of glory inside of them, not living a life full of joy. Mm. And, and I just, I'm sitting here going, why is that? Why? Like, and there's multiple reasons. There's not just one. It's not like I can be like city slickers here and be like one thing, you know? <laughs> um, there's, there, there are multiple reasons why we have a deficit of joy in our lives. Um, first and foremost, it's a fruit of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So if there's a disconnect by the Holy Spirit being absent from your life, your choices, your, your discipleship, your following of God, you're going to find an absence of joy. Um, And then, secondly, there's the big thing in the church is identity. Yeah, I mean, most people can't have a lick of happiness because they're running around not knowing so- solidly who they are.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And listen, I wrote "You Belong" and and made it this Bible study to do and a curriculum guide. You can do it either by yourself or you can do it with a group of friends. But it walks through how you belong. You literally belong because of God sure. and who he is. So imagine if you have, um, most of us growing up in church hear things like, well, I'm a sheep. And then you think of how sheep are lame. You know, my legs need to be broken so I can be told how to live my life holy. And so go ahead and break me, Jesus. I mean, who likes that example <laughs> in church? You yeah. know? I remember listening to that in youth group and being like, wait a minute. So I'm an idiot that just wanders off all the time and needs my legs broken. Sign me up for that cult. I mean, that you know, I mean, like I was like, what are we talking about? And the reality is is this study walks through everything that God says he is. Therefore, it means that we belong to him as that. Not meaning that you alone, standalone, are just this dumb sheep walking around. What it is is that we actually have a good shepherd. So because he's a good shepherd, this means that we can approach him like a sheep. It doesn't mean our identity is, is sheepish. Yeah. And so I walk through those different things, and it, it gets as deep or as shallow as you like. Um, I have some stories in there that are from my honeymoon that may not be appropriate to watch with your under 12-year-old. Um, but it's, a, it's not your typical grandmama's Bible study. I'll just say that. <laughs> okay. When you sign up, you're going to be like, Oh, okay. <laughs> she talked about that in this session. Good. Um, but it's super fun. And I think that it taps into, honestly, your identity and knowing who you are in God, what how you relate to him so that your joy may be complete. I mean, honestly, we've got to get some people out there that know who they are and unashamedly walk in that so that they can have their joy yeah. be the first thing that spills out on people that are desperately in hope hopeful places, knowing that they want to know God's good.
1: Candice, I really think that is, it's an on time word for the church as a whole and as believers, because Mm. I see so many people walk into the church doors or, you know, at Walmart or whatever that, that are church people that I, that I, you know, I know, and there's no joy in their life. You look at them and you're just like, "Whoa, man, Mm. I feel worse than (laughs) thanks. Thanks for that encouragement. Mm. And you know, the Bible mm. also says the joy of the Lord is our strength. And so I believe that b- believers are, they're just, they're weak. They're, um, you know, not, not mm. just uh, mentally, but spiritually weak. And there's no, there's just no joy. And like you said, people, mm. you know, joy, p- people need the joy of the Lord.
0: Yeah. I will tell you, you are um, tapping into something when you say that the joy of the Lord is my strength. I mean, that's found in Nehemiah, I believe like eight. And the, the thing about that word that I think we often confuse is saying, oh, it's going to give me strength. It's going to give me what I need. Like the joy of the Lord is going to give me some happiness when life gets Mm. hard. And what if, what if it really means this? What if it means that the things that make God happy, what if those things are the things that get you through? Right. Like we look at the things that make us happy and we're like, yeah, if I could just have more money, if I could have a better job, if I could have stability, if I could have my kids not wander away from the Lord and actually act like they know Jesus in this house, if I could, you know, I mean, if I could have these things and I would be happy and surely, you know, God's going to give me that joy because it's a promise that it's going to make me strong in, in these moments that I'm really weak needing it. And I really think it's, it's the opposite. I think, We have to seek God. What makes the house of heaven smile? Like what makes it? There's a verse in the Psalms that says there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God. I mean, there's there's things that light up our father that I feel like we don't know a thing about. And we're too selfish to just in our prayers even pause and go, God, what makes you happy? Like literally, what are you smiling upon right now? What's your joy? And when you know what makes him tick and go, yeah, 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 that's it. That's the thing that I'm smiling about right now. Then you're like, well, then I'm going to do that because you're with me. Exactly. Your strength will empower me to do that. Come on. It has little to do with our preferences and more about his happiness. And so he just loves it. That's a word right there. He just loves it
1: when we talk to him, you know? He just wants us to, to talk to him and worship him, you know? And even, even when we don't feel like it, that's when he deserves it. And, you know, amen.
0: (laughs) Hey, you're talking to somebody that has preteens in my house. I love when my kiddos (laughs) decide to not roll their eyes. And sit down and enjoy my company. I love it, and so absolutely he loves when we talk to yeah. him. He loves when we turn our eyes to him and have a conversation, and we lift up from our distractions yeah. and we and we engage. Um, so absolutely, yeah. start there. Start simple.
4: Yeah, I look forward to checking out. Uh, you belong. Uh, we'll be we'll be um, we'll be going through it probably with some, like you said, some of our older, maybe some college students or something. Yeah, it's a little more. Yeah, not elementary kids. <laughs> we'll go with them, but we're <laughs> looking forward to it. What's that? Yeah,
0: not not the elementary kids. It's not a you know a kids' church Sunday <laughs> curriculum. Sunday school.
1: Nothing, yeah. This was Candace endorsed like that, by, for the uh, little kids.
4: <laughs>
0: right, right. Four and under, pre-K. Let's go. No, please do not. Please do not.
4: What <laughs> Candace? We'd like, to, we'd like to play a little rapid fire uh, favorite things where we'll, we'll name a, a subject. And if you could just, uh, first thing that comes to your mind, let us know what your favorite version of that thing is. Sound good? Sounds good. Awesome. All right. Uh, so I'll get us started. Right, Candice, what is your favorite food?
0: Tacos. Immediately tacos.
1: Yes. Favorite movie?
0: The Color Purple. Wow, that came out like real quick. The color purple. I mean, it really yeah. is. It's it's genius. It was robbed of the Oscar it deserved. That's <laughs> all I'm gonna say.
4: What is your favorite show to binge watch?
0: Ooh, my favorite show to binge watch: The Office. Yes. <laughs> yeah, The Office.
4: Yeah, we're we're with you on that one.
0: Dwight, <laughs> I know. I know. Steve Carell, man. Steve (laughs) Carell is just so awkward. It gives me a good anxiety, the kind of comical anxiety I need.
1: You know? Yeah. My wife and I would just sit like last night. We just sat on the couch and realized we just watched six episodes of The Office. (laughs) Kids (laughs) are already in bed, and we just sat there and watched it. And I'm like, all right. (laughs) Sounds about Uh, right. Favorite all time song.
0: Ooh. I jokingly thought of my not favorite one and now I can't think of any other (laughs) song. Oh my goodness. I'm sorry. I thought of my least favorite one and now it's stuck in my head. Um, Favorite all time song. Gosh, that's really hard.
4: Okay. I think I'm just going to go for it.
0: (laughs) Well, my favorite least favorite song is I can
4: only imagine.
0: (laughs) Don't make, you know, don't get upset about it. I just heard it too much and now I'm done with it. Because <laughs> we can all imagine. I got it. But no, my favorite. Sorry, <laughs> I'm like, I know, Bart. Really? I really do apologize. It's, it's, that was his Chewbacca Mom moment. I know. I know. Come on. It's your thing. I'm just saying. No, my favorite song probably would be um, Try a Little Tenderness by Otis Redding.
4: Okay. Ooh. Come back! Yeah. just writing. That's nice. Uh, yeah. What is? Uh, oh, Coke or Pepsi? Coke zero. Zero,
1: one hundred percent. Nice. Uh, favorite podcast? Yep.
0: Uh, mine, and then yours. You. <laughs> <laughs> so, so awesome. I got it. I got to like rally for mine. I'm like, come on, people, we gotta, <laughs> we gotta get the numbers up. Let's do it. So,
4: please do, please do. Uh, KS, what is yeah. your favorite Bible verse? Wow, goodness Can't gracious! Can't be Jesus swept.
0: That's a really, really hard one.
4: Or what is your least um, favorite? I mean, if you, listen, if you want to go there,
0: <laughs> there's a whole book I've yet to write called "Things I Wish That Jesus Never Said." I, I mean, like I
1: love everyone.
0: It needs to be written. I'm telling you, there are some things that he says that you just go, oh, really. Really? that's No, um, now, surprisingly, probably my favorite verse, cause I keep on going back to this right now is Genesis one twenty seven, 27. Um, and it's just that in his image, we are all created male and female. He created them both. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I think right now we're in such um, a confusing time of just yeah. trying to figure out our identities. And I just, I really wish that people could see the value of how they've been created. We are in a likeness that is insane. I mean, uh, you're talking about the God of all creation. We get to partner in our Imago Mm day in this beautiful identity. And it's not just, it doesn't just belong to men. It doesn't just belong to women. I mean, like all of us, we are all created in his image. And I think that's powerful, powerful to understand that.
4: Right on, right on. So, uh, Candice, you're you're busy. You're, you're involved in church, mom, uh, wife, author, podcaster, uh, yeah. sp- public speaking, and all the things you have going on. What is um, what's next for you? What what do you have going on uh, now besides uh, the vacation this summer? And then how can <laughs> how can our how can our listeners keep up with you? What's the, what's the best place to go for people to keep up with you?
0: Well. Instagram is probably my more faithful posting that I do. And every now and then I post on Facebook. Listen, Facebook has nearly um, a quarter of a million people following me that I have zero clue, like how to vet people or like who they are. Right. Um, We're talking like some people just followed because they like star Wars and then they see me talking about joy. And then they're like, who are you? Why'd you even show up on my page today? And I'm like, well then unfollow moron it's fine (laughs) go ahead I don't care you're not hurting me it's totally fine I do the same thing there's people I followed years ago and I go why am I why am I seeing this right so I I don't necessarily post as much on there and two um the Christians (laughs) that I see posting on Facebook a lot are just a little rowdy they're um they're a little bit more rowdy than my Instagram Mm -hmm. friends so uh I post consistently a reel a day this year in 2022 that's my Mm -hmm. goal so I've always got something stupid that I'm going to post or insightful, you know, and it'll be less than a minute. So there is, there you go. You can keep up there. Um, and then currently my speaking calendar is a lot of fulfilling some things that were canceled or rescheduled from 2020. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've got a really full, like we've booked things for this year, but we're also fulfilling stuff from a couple of years ago. So Y'all, I hadn't been home a weekend since like Mm. April 1st. So I'm excited for next weekend. I get a weekend to be home with my family. Um, That's nice. And then I'm out again, like for six weeks. So (laughs) it's like crazy. But um, yeah, just follow along there. I usually take you everywhere with me on the Instagram. So
4: Awesome. Awesome.
0: Well, except for the restroom. Yeah. You know, (laughs) don't do that. That's
4: unhealthy. So that that'll be a story in your next devotional book.
0: (laughs) That's right. That's right. So things things I wish I that Jesus never said, and why I don't uh, post from the potty. That's a good. Those are two books.
4: (laughs) There's they're
0: waiting to be written.
4: It's a working title. It's a working
1: so
0: yeah yeah book agent get on it.
1: So to wrap up, we'd like to see if you'd be willing to share something that God has been doing in your life recently that would help build our listeners' faith.
0: Mm. Wow. Okay. Well, this is going to be like a surprising word that maybe uh, is for somebody out there that you wouldn't expect from a Chewbacca mom. But I'll, I'll just tell you right now, the coolest thing ever that I'm discovering is home. Um, you know I'm, I'm coming to you if you're watching this and you're able to see the visual aspect of this podcast from my home my living room and i will tell you right now i've had opportunities to switch homes and move and, and upgrade if you will but the reality is is this has been my home now for 14 years this june and it's been the longest place i've ever lived in one location Um, I last time I counted I think I went to like 23 different elementary schools Mm. the first chapter of my book laugh it up is is called finding happy in the homeless Um, I was a homeless nine-year-old at one point with my family literally living in a van down by a river Um, (laughs) so you know Chris (laughs) Farley-esque before it was cool need to check the gene pool. Um, But I also know that for me, home has just been so different in so many locations throughout my entire life. And I feel like God is just reminding me right now the beauty of having home with Him. Like, the beauty of knowing what it feels like to walk into a place of His presence and experience peace and rest every time that you're there. And so, I just really want to do If you want me to share a word of encouragement, this is where I'm at. If somebody's looking for peace and they're looking for rest, you can be at home with the Lord. Like you can be at home with God. Um, there's something beautiful about his presence. That isn't just a mystery for us to try to find in a worship service or by putting on a podcast or by listening to a worship album or by praying more like those are, those are ways that we can enter into his presence. But once you're there, be home, Mm -hmm. be at peace, be at rest. Like, don't let anxiety trap you on the outer courts. Like, get inside. Be with Him. Learn the deeper things. Sit with Him. I mean, like, have these encounters where you're like, I'm going to be emotionally raw and vulnerable with you. Those are the places that you, those those are the things you do home. Mm -hmm. And don't forget that home is not just heaven waiting for you. Like, His presence is accessible right now. And that's not just like Candace saying that. That's like a promise found in Scripture. By the, by the cleansing, by the sprinkling of Jesus' blood, we now can walk boldly into the presence of God. So go home. Welcome home. Like get in his presence and find the peace and the rest that you deserve.
1: Amen.
4: Right on. That's such a good word, especially for uh, the, the, the world we live in today. I think that's such a good word. Thank you so much, Candace. Amen.
0: Yeah. And thank you so much awesome.
4: for taking time to sit down with us today and, and uh, share your heart and uh, be sure to follow Candace on uh, social media. Are you, is it, is that Candace Payne or is it Chewbacca mom? Or what's your Instagram handle?
0: At Candice Payne, no awesome,
4: I.
1: So
0: Candace doesn't have an I, <laughs> Payne doesn't have an I. It's all A's. So
1: Great. if
0: you're typing awesome. along and you're like, Hey, is that an I or an A? <laughs> Just remember no I's.
4: It's all no A's. Eyes, no I's. Yeah. Well, thanks so much, Candace. Thank you thanks.
2: very much. Well, thanks for listening. And thanks again, Candace, for taking the time with us. Be sure to rate and review. We are a listener supported podcast. To find out how you can become a part financially, visit us at ChristianMusicGuys.com. Thanks again. See you next week.